Welcome to Becoming a Good Therapist, a podcast all about helping you build your confidence as a mental health professional, creating better outcomes for your clients, and really loving the important and life-changing work that you do. I'm Courtney Schroeder. I'm a limited licensed social worker, and I'm here to learn and grow right along with you as I share the lessons, tools, conversations, and steps that I'm taking that are helping me become a good therapist. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I am doing something a little bit different, and I am filming this as a video podcast. Um, I've made YouTube videos before, um, but I haven't actually filmed a podcast episode yet. I've basically just been doing audio. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you want to watch me talk instead of just listen. This video will be linked in um, the show notes. So today we're gonna be talking about some different ways that you can make money as a therapist. I think uh, many of us just kind of think that working directly with clients doing therapy is really the only thing that we can do. And that's not necessarily true. And so personally, I feel like Recently, I've just been going through this financial (laughs) awakening. I literally woke up about a month ago in the morning and I was like, I need to be reading books. I need to be listening to podcasts. I need to be doing all the research I can on just kind of getting my stuff together financially and really thinking about the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years and retirement and beyond. And so I've been just kind of in this mode recently of thinking about finances, things that I can do to bring in more money um, for myself and for my family. I have a a toddler now and you know that changes things a lot too. So I've just been thinking about this a lot and I thought, why not share some of the things that I've been learning about? Um, So that's really the inspiration for today's topic. So we're going to be breaking this down into two categories, active income and passive income. And I've seen similar uh, videos like this, and I think sometimes those are lumped together, but they are very different. And so I think it's important to separate them and talk about some of those differences. So with active income, time equals money, right? If you see five therapy clients in a day, you get paid for five therapy hours. And if you don't see any therapy clients on the weekend, you don't get paid for any client hours that weekend. But compared to passive income, active income can be more predictable. And when we are younger, maybe earlier on in our careers, for most of us, active income is going to be the main way that we are making money. Passive income, on the other hand, is really money that you put the work in for upfront so that eventually you can generate more income and hopefully scale that over time and and see that continue to grow even if you're not working on it or working on anything for that matter. So for example, book sales, right? Putting in a lot of time and effort and maybe money in the beginning to write a book and then hopefully you can be selling that book even if you're not working. And then maybe as the book gains popularity, more people start talking about it. You even make more book sales over time. And so the benefit of passive income is that it allows you to bring in more money while eventually working less. But 
but it takes time and it takes effort to build something that is eventually going to do that. And so when thinking about ways to make money, I think that this distinction is really important because I want you to think of passive income as an investment. So you either invest time or money or both, and it's important to take your financial situation into consideration when deciding if you are financially ready to make an investment like that. So if you're fresh out of school, you're just starting out, really securing your source or sources of active income is really important so that you can be um, making sure that you're able to pay your bills every month and hopefully have a bit of extra too. And then once you feel secure in that, then maybe thinking about what you might want to do to start building some passive income for yourself. And maybe that might mostly be happening on the mornings and the evenings on the weekends so that it's really not interfering with the time that you're spending um, for your active income. So let's talk about some sources of active income for therapists. Of course, the first one is going to be working directly with clients, right? This is what we typically think of um, when we think about what a therapist does. And so if you are currently a therapist, you're probably, I'm guessing, doing this to some capacity as part of your um, normal working week. But there are certain things that we can do to even boost our income with the therapy work that we're already doing. So some things to consider are if you are not seeing clients virtually, opening up maybe a few slots to see some virtual clients opens you to the entire state right, of, of people if you're in the United States. So it can help just widen your pool of people that you can work with. Um, right now, if just finding in-person clients isn't bringing in, you know, as much income as, as you need. Another thing to consider is your no-show or late cancellation fee, right? How do you handle when your clients maybe um, don't show up or they don't give you much notice before they can't come to a session and then you can't fill that with anything else? And this is especially important for those of us who are not in salaried positions, but um, maybe we have a private practice or we're an independent contractor, or we really only get paid for um, the sessions that we have. So maybe this is your sign to think about how much you want to charge when you have um, a late cancellation or a no-show. If you want to put a limit to how many times you will allow clients to do something like this. Of course, we we want to be understanding and compassionate to the fact that life does happen. And part of the work that we do, right, working with our clients is, this is just the reality, is that sometimes we will block off time for people and then they won't be able to show up. And that's okay. And that's also part of our responsibility to plan for that financially because that does happen. But if it's happening to a degree where it's excessive and it's really causing problems for, for you, especially financially, maybe kind of clean up your policy around that and figure out um, what you want to do and then really be sure to communicate that and, um, and enforce it because these policies are important. And as therapists, we are sometimes prone to being so compassionate that we, we kind of put our own financial well-being on the back burner. And we really want to reconsider that sometimes. So that could be something to think about as well. 
And then third, another way that you could maybe make direct work with your clients a little more lucrative is perhaps consider doing groups. So if you have a group that's an hour or a couple hours and you have eight people versus working with just one person, depending on how you Um, have them pay for it, it could bring in a lot more money. So those are just a few things to consider with ways that you can perhaps bring in some more income with just the therapy clients that you're seeing. Something else to consider if you're fully licensed is providing supervision. I know of supervisors who have charged basically the same amount for supervision as they would for a therapy session. So if your fee is $125, maybe that's how much you would charge as a supervisor. And then you can be bringing in the same amount of income, but you get to maybe use some different skills and do something a little bit different. So if this is something you're interested in, you'll of course want to check with your state's requirements for becoming a supervisor. So another thing to consider is teaching. Um, If you enjoy teaching and connecting with people who are just starting out in the field, this might be a good option for you. And I remember when I was in school, a lot of my professors kind of had a mix of, um, a lot of them had like a private practice and then they also did teaching and kind of split most of their time between those two things. So if that is something that you're interested in, maybe reaching out to some local colleges or universities um, and seeing if there are any possibilities for for teaching there. So another option for making money kind of similar to teaching is helping facilitate professional trainings. So maybe you get trained in something like polyvagal theory. That's something that I did this year. Maybe you get trained in EMDR. You know, there's all kinds of things that you might want to get trained in. And if you have a certain amount of training, you might be eligible to become a facilitator for those trainings. And so if teaching is something that you want to do, but maybe you don't want to grade papers or you just want something a little bit different than that kind of college or university setting, this might be something that that you consider. So the last type of active income I will mention is speaking engagements. And this might not be for everybody because I think public speaking is one of the most common fears uh, that exists. <laughs> so this might not be for you, but I think there are different ways that, that you can do speaking engagements, um, maybe being a keynote speaker, maybe being on a panel of some sort. This is something that I don't know a ton about, but I did find a really good resource, I think um, a blog post that is really thorough. Um, and so I will kind of defer to that. I'll have that linked in the show notes or in the description for this video if that's something that you're interested in learning more about. Okay, so let's say you feel good about where your active income streams are at and you are interested in developing some sort of passive income. So one of the things you might consider for passive income is selling digital products. If you are somebody who likes to create your own worksheets or visual teaching tools, psychoeducation tools, something that maybe you find personally helpful for you to understand certain concepts, or maybe you make them for your clients, Um, you like printing them out, or sending them to your virtual clients and using that as a tool in therapy, you might consider sharing those with other people. Other people might find those to be really valuable. 
There is a therapist who has a website and she makes a lot of these. They're really colorful. They're really fun. I've purchased some of her things before. So if you're interested in something like this, I'll have that website also linked in the show notes and in the description if you need an example to look at. And so if that's something that sounds natural for you, it sounds fun, it sounds interesting, maybe you like being creative, that might be, um, that might be an option for you. So another form of passive income that you might consider is writing a book. And you might kind of lump this in with selling digital products if you're interested in perhaps writing an ebook. You can even use a program like Amazon KDP to publish your own book, or maybe creating um, a book with a publisher. Maybe that's something that's a long-term goal for you in your career, you know, Creating a book might be a really great fit for you. If you enjoy writing, it could be a really great option for getting something out into the world that you're really passionate about and that can bring a lot of value to people's lives and perhaps bring you a nice source of passive income. And then finally, another option for passive income might be creating online courses. Maybe the ideas that someone might put in a book, you would rather put in a course that you can, you know, pre-record everything for and put that out into the world for, for people to purchase. I will also have a resource for that linked below, specifically geared towards therapists who want to consider creating their own online course. So I will also have that in the show notes and in the description. So for all these income streams listed, you might be wondering, who's going to buy my book? Who's going to buy my course? Who's going to buy this bundle of worksheets that I have to offer, right? And so if if these kinds of things are something that you're interested in, it's really important to be thinking about that and perhaps building an audience of people that you feel like really need something that you have to offer. And the type of you know, things that you want to put out into the world, things that you value, things that you enjoy doing and talking about. Who are the people who need that and need to hear that and can find those resources really helpful? And so kind of figuring out uh, who that audience is and offering them value well before you even offer anything that would be paid is a really important part of all of this. And so Really, I think one of the most powerful ways to kind of create that audience, of course, is through social media. And so if this is something that you want to do, you might think about what kind of platform feels most interesting to you, most natural. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's a podcast. Um Maybe you're on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know much about it. Um, maybe you like Instagram reels, you know, it's just something something to consider. And then if you are consistently um, putting out content that is really offering value, it's really aligned with also what you value and what you feel proud of and what you want to put out into the world, eventually you'll, you know, you'll become a match for for those people that want what you have to offer. And then perhaps down the line, you might decide that you are ready to to offer something bigger. Um, You might offer a book, you might offer a course, something like that. So if that's something that you want to learn more about, let me know because I would love to share some of my thoughts and experiences about just 
social media as a therapist, my experience with YouTube, my podcast. I know that those things are pretty small <laughs> right now, but let me know if that's something that, that you're interested in. Um, it's something I haven't talked a lot about, but I think it kind of lumps in with helping you create the career that you really want to have. And I feel like any content just related to that is something that I really, really enjoy. So if that's something that you're interested in, please let me know. So I hope you found this episode helpful and it started generating some ideas for you. And if you're finding value in this podcast, um, maybe you could consider leaving a rating and a review. It would really help the podcast out and I would really love to hear from you. So um, thank you again for tuning in. Um, I hope you take care and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.